Previously on Algoa FM Breakfast. Lauren Spencer Smith and fingers crossed on Algoa FM. We've been talking about it all morning today. Big day for a lot of people. It's back to school today and a lot of students are soon also going back to their tertiary institutions. And uh, there is a topic at the moment regarding mandatory vaccines for universities. Now, we've got uh, Dr. Ramrik on the line. He's the Chief Executive Officer for Higher Health. Now, Higher Health works in eight key areas to promote the health and well-being of students across South Africa's 26 public universities, 50 50 technical uh, training colleges, and nine community education and training colleges. Uh, We have him on the line this morning. Good morning, Doctor. How are you? Morning, Green. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, first question for you this morning. Where do the universities stand on the subject of regular uh, mandatory vaccines and do you think it's uh, feasible? So I think, uh, you know, as you rightly said, the system is quite big. You know, we'd be talking about all the, all the public universities and 100 campuses, so even balancing uh, what's happening in the rural universities versus urban universities. And similarly, most of our technical colleges, vocational colleges and community colleges, which we are talking about over 2,000 sites across this country, are, are predominantly in the rural and peri-urban areas. The reason I wanted to talk about the landscape is that it, because it's a very enormously big system in the sector, not everything will fit for all at this stage for, for, for now. Yes, certain universities have a kind of developed a policy, and not only kind of, they've developed a policy, and they have passed this policy from the Senate and are still in the process of concluding the consultation processes around mandatory vaccination. Now, what we are, what is the reality, what we have agreed upon is that vaccination is sensitive for us to start what we call it as business continuity or in-contact learning. Our post-school education system was actually built for in-contact learning, 95% minus UNISA in general. And so there is an outcry from the parent body, student body, even businesses, because the kind of graduates we are producing, so you're talking about doctors, you're talking about engineers, you're talking about plumbers, miners, and TVET system, automobile workers. These people cannot be trained online. I mean, I can't imagine a medicine doctor being trained completely on an online basis. And what we have seen since 2020, 2021, according to our data from the entire preset system is that 30% of our students actually got access to online learning, or sorry, contact learning, whereas 70% of the system had to run on an online platform perspective, which has to radically shift in order for our skills development, for our economy, for our, our graduateness. And vaccines do give us that access. And they have shown from the scientific data that if you are vaccinated, you are able to produce a natural immunity in such a way through the vaccine immunity that if the virus enters your human body and starts multiplying to cause viral load, the body, the antibodies can then neutralize the, the antigen or the COVID-19 virus so quickly that you transmit less and your severity to infections less. And once we know the science, then it takes starts thinking around from every institution around the courses they are offering, the epidemics that they are facing, the the, the kind of vaccine um, proposition of of building the vaccine sites, access to vaccines, vaccine promotion that has happened, to see where they are hitting a deadlock to say, well, we have no choice than to open, and they are then going into systems called saying, let's put some regulations 
at least in congregation. So every student in higher education will still get access to higher education. But students who will be vaccinated will get access to certain parameters, like the residences, in-classroom activities, laboratories, where people will be in close contact for health science students, patients, and hospitals. So these things will then gradually, so it's a phased approach of putting regulations, putting systems for populations to start getting back into access of com- of in-classroom or in-contact learning. Doctor, you quite rightfully said uh, students like doctors, engineers, there's, there's a practical side to the studying, and it's obviously a majority, but the smaller percentage of students studying from home, online, how does it affect them, the mandatory vaccine program? So there is something called exemptions. We are working. So uh, for, ex- for now, everything is still in a consultative phase. So nothing what I'm going to say is don't cost it. But we are looking into putting some parameters and guidelines for the system in the sector where we are engaging in a phased approach. And one of the phased approach is, remember, the first years are coming, so give them three to four months more and easy access of vaccines on the campus side so that they can have easy access to get vaccinated. But we're also looking at exemptions, exemptions on religious grounds and medical grounds, and then finding ways to work with the institutions for those students so they can be find them residences outside the the campus residences where we can find them facilities that they can be accommodated with, where they have more. So they, they cannot be in the congregation where everybody's staying because they, they because the outbreaks is a huge chance. Severity of disease is a huge chance. And then the same thing applies for exemption um, students is how we can uh, regularly test them on a weekly basis to say, okay, they're negative and we can bring them so that they have less risk to themselves or bring less risk to the others. And that's the kind of thinking we are putting into. But one thing is for sure, right now, this is still unconsulted. Lots will still change. A lot, a lot of students will tell us further what to do in this regard. So right now, the mandatory vaccination is confined to only very few universities whose business continuity, they reached deadlock, they looked at their classroom activities and epidemics around them, and they moved into the lines. But the majority of the system is still in a very sensitively consultative phase, trying to understand how they take every student along and how do they make things happen for even the non-vaccinated versus the vaccinated. As we continue with our conversation, hashtag own your life, which you can find out more details about and all the uh, previous conversations we've had on our GoFM breakfast online at algofm.co.za. Uh, we thank you, Dr. Ramnik, who's the Chief Executive Officer for Higher Health, uh, for your time this morning. Stay safe and thank you for the call. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate it. Bye. Algoa FM Breakfast is the business.